Gab, why are these roses on the front doorstep? I left them there to die. Hello! Welcome to Tay 2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Babe from Sugarland's album, Bigger. Babe. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> Today, we are discussing the song Back to December from Speak Now. Also, we forgot to say this last week on our Babe podcast, but Babe. we have officially completed our A's and moved on to the B's. So We're on yeah. to the B's. Go team. We're on our second letter. We're on to the B's. Oh. <laughs> Back to December is the third track on the Speak Now album. Speak Now was released on October 25th, 2010, and Taylor wrote all of the songs on the album by herself, except for if this was a movie, which was on the deluxe version of the album. This song has been played live 124 times. Wow. Oh. <laughs> she played it 10 times in 2010 for her promotional material for Speak Now. A hundred times in 2011 on her Speak Now tour, 13 times in 2012 on her international leg of the Speak Now tour. Wow. Wow. Back to December is the second single from Speak Now and reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100. It is also one of two songs on the Speak Now album where she incorporated an orchestra for the first time on any of her records. The other one on the album is Haunted. That's cool. Right? Yeah. Gab, what did you think about this song? So this song was the first time Taylor ever set an apology to song. I like how, you know, she's taking accountability for her actions here and her role in the relationship. How she lets her ex know that she regrets how she acted and how she lost him. Um, I really like a couple of the lines, wishing I'd realized what I had when you were mine. And then the, this is me swallowing my pride, standing mm-hmm. here saying I'm sorry for that night. Yeah. Um, I just like those lines of kind of her maturity and how much she's grown in relationships up to that point. Because she's in, during this album, she's, I think, yeah, 21. Yeah. And I think she's matured a lot from her past two albums. Right. And how she's framing this relationship. Sure. Um, So I like seeing that growth in her. And I think what I like about this song is that it's a precursor to one of my favorite songs, which is The Archer, Mm. which I think I've actually mentioned a couple of times, which we're not going to get to for a while, but I do love it. And You do love that song. Without Back to December and her growth in taking accountability for her role in relationships, I don't think we'd have that song. Sure. Uh, Afterglow is similar as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a sad song, but yet it's catchy, which is a cool skill. It's not one of my favorites, though. Yeah. I didn't know Speak Now very well. I don't think I even really knew a single song off of it until we started this project. Yeah. If you had asked me, name me a song from Speak Now, I probably wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. (laughs) But now I know lots of songs from Speak Now because I've listened to the album lots and lots uh, since doing this project. And I will say it's not my fave on the album it is it's okay it's a slow bop Mm, mm -hmm. it's it's definitely you can sit there and your head sways to it you know Mm -hmm. as you're listening i really uh, like last week we talked about how taylor is the bridge queen yes 
the bridge in this song's pretty good. Yeah, um, it's, it's a good bridge. Maybe it was wishful thinking. <laughs> uh, it's like really kind of like Avril Lavigne-esque, oh. the, uh, the bridge. Mm. You know, it's kind of got that like punk rock quality to it. Sort of. <laughs> and the chorus is also really, really good, I think. I just like, I like the melody of, and we go back to December all the time. Yeah. Like, that's such a nice melody to it. And then, but the verses are kind of generic, and the lyric is kind of generic. And What's so interesting for me, because I don't think Taylor would necessarily release this as a single today. Yeah. Um, obviously her songwriting has grown a lot, but a song like this, what I found interesting, because when Speak Now came out, I was like buying the albums. I was of the age where like I was listening to every single song as soon as they came out. Mm -hmm. And I really liked this song when it came out as a single and I was very into it and I liked the story behind it, the music video, which we're going to discuss. But upon listening to it now and rewatching a lot of her award show performances, Mm -hmm. I find it to be pretty boring, unfortunately. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, and Taylor's such a good storyteller, so I think I just feel that way because there's so many better songs. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And and even on this album, there's... Oh, yeah, know, a like lot. ...better songs. Yeah. And it's so it's crazy. I mean, it hit number six on the Hot 100. Yeah. So it was humongous when it was released. Well, she was so popular, So too. popular. I mean, she still is, but like yeah. that was like Fearless had just hit its height. Yep. And, and everyone was and, looking I mean, forward to that next album. She was about to start getting into her like crazy arena tours mm-hmm. and everything. And she was just beginning to be massive. So it makes sense. That's true. And I remember liking seeing it performed live because I did go to this mm. tour. I think we posted one of the pictures on my birthday, but we might post some more when this episode comes out. We're going to post more. I went to the Speak Now tour with my best friend, Margo, in a rose gold sparkly dress and cowboy boots because mm. that was the Taylor thing of the time sparkle dress boots yeah sparkle dress boots <laughs> so Duh. you'll see those pictures on our Instagram at some point they're they're fantastic yeah and that was like the first time I went to a concert like drove a friend myself and Ooh. no parents brought us <laughs> had my license i was 18 it was a very exciting time oh yeah wow so let's uh let's talk about the music video yes so the back to december music video was directed by johan lemoyne it premiered on january 13th 2011 and swift's love interest in the video was played by male model gunters asmani mm. good old gunters good old gunters <laughs> Always makes me think of friends. (laughs) Footage of the school and baseball stadium in the video were filmed in MacArthur Park in Binghamton, New York, while scenes with Taylor were shot in an old country mansion outside of Nashville. Taylor and Gunters never actually met while filming the video as their scenes were filmed completely separately. Oh, that makes sense. Acting. Actually watching it and knowing that, it makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like they're not necessarily in the same couple. Or in the same music video. Like it doesn't. I don't know. The the, whole thing has that gray vibe. Yeah, it's got like the gray vibe, but he's like in a totally different place than she is literally i mean he's in binghamton new york and she's in nashville and it looks it maybe totally looks it i think it still works though because the music video is sad i just remember when it first came out being like 
sad Taylor. It's with, so you know, sad. She's got her sad outfit with that sweater on. Yeah, and she's like in the bathtub, sad. Yeah, on the edge of the bed, sad. By the by, the kitchen oven, sad. Yeah. That oven is like so retro. It's a really old oven. Yeah. You're like, this is definitely not her house. Yeah. She's like in somebody else's house. Yeah. I like though like how the whole music video has this like gray snow cold vibe. Like mm. there feels like there's this kind of like filter of just like grayness mm-hmm. over it. Love the visual of it snowing inside. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It it's simple and very effective. It really makes you think like you're going back to December. It does. All the time. All the time. Yeah, it's a very it's a good wintry vibe. And I like the perspective of Taylor as the dumper feeling sadness Mm. and regret. We really see that in this video. We do. We do. And I mean, there's that one shot with the tear going down her cheek. (laughs) And you're like, wow, she's really acting right here. Also, uh, and everybody listening to this, let me know what you guys think in the comments, but this guy's hair. (laughs) All right. I'm watching this. and I'm like, that is some greasy, long, not well-kept hair. And I guess maybe that was in... Back in 2011, I don't know. I think maybe. Maybe. The flow. I feel like my brother had that kind of hair. Yeah, I feel like that was a thing in like 2011. Like the Zac Efron hair. Yes, yeah. the high, Zac Efron the high circa school musical, high school yep, musical hair. Yep, high school musical, Zac Efron, greasy, long, no, I think it's, poofy hair. <laughs> well, I think that, that haircut is known as the flow. The flow. I think. Okay, like with the swoop? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had that a little bit too, so I can't. <laughs> I can't lie, but mine wasn't greasy. It was just poofy. Mm. So anyway, if anyone here thinks that that is cool still, like that, that's cool, I guess. But like definitely not Taylor's style today. I mean, Joe has very nice, well-kept hair. It's true. But I also feel like this guy, you know, this was the idea for the music video, but it is it he didn't look like anyone who she really dated as well, far as we know i guess you know gunters was not her type i guess yeah the director for the music video was quoted saying that they were looking for like a a fragile looking man which ah. i was like what does that even mean but yeah, they he... wanted someone who wasn't like uh what's the word like athletic build mm, they wanted like someone a jock, who was like if yeah, you will more slight yeah more slight yeah so like an artsy kind of guy yeah very in touch with his feelings. So he can show his pain at being broken up with by Taylor. Sure. He did have his head in his hands quite a bit in the music video. Yeah, I feel like his pain doesn't come across. Like, it's like, looks like an actor acting. Yeah. Pain. Yeah, her pain though, like, Taylor could not be a better actress. Yeah. Well, and because she feels Everything. her music, you Everything. know? It's very, it's genuine feelings. So Devin, do you relate to this song? Do I relate to this song? Yes. I'm reminded of a major breakup that I had at the end of high school going into college. Mm -hmm. And I pulled the, I think it's best that we break up because I'm going to college. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we're going to be experiencing different things and there's no way this is going to work. And then I spent like the next couple of months like deeply regretting that situation Mm -hmm. and that decision. And you know, calling her up and being like, I'm sorry, take me back and like this and that. And then it ended up um, going back and forth and then eventually petered out and Mm. everything. So I I kind of feel it that way. And this song does really point to the fact that there are times when if you break up with somebody, it doesn't feel good Mm. and it doesn't, you don't feel happy and you're sad. And and sometimes there is regret Mm -hmm. that you did it and, 
I think that this song really captures that really well. Yeah, I agree with that. What about you? So I relate to like a few specific lines in the song. The opening line, how's life? Tell me, how's your family? It's that like that weird feeling of like becoming close with an ex's family and like caring about their family and hoping they're well, but also knowing like it's not your place to ask anymore or really to like be in their lives anymore. And like that whole first verse of the song is reminiscent to me of that like, oh, we should get coffee and catch up like post breakup Mm -hmm. conversation of like... You know, you have small talk, work in the weather, like you just kind of go through like the motions because you want to reconnect with that person, but also you kind of don't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And you want to feel like civil. And, you know, a lot of times breakups, sometimes the hardest part is not being able to know how their family is anymore. Sure. Especially when you kind of like create bonds with those people. And then another line that I really relate to is uh, when your birthday passed and I didn't call. And this one's such a weird one with exes, but I know that a lot of my friends like have the same kind of feeling because you like remember their birthday and it was a date that you have in your brain and you clearly know it after you break up. And like sometimes you wish them happy birthday, maybe a text or something like right after you break up, maybe for the first couple of years. But like it's so weird that first year that you realize you don't remember their birthday, like you moved on enough that you're like, oh, oh yeah, it was their birthday and like you hadn't reached out. Mm -hmm. And it's that weird feeling of like... Okay, like this, like we're past this, this is over, but then it's also kind of like a, a sadness too in the sense that, wow, that person once mattered to me so much that I memorized their birthday and now I don't even remember it. Yeah. So there's like kind of like that weird sadness to it too. And now we go on to our segment of Gossip. The secret message in the liner notes for this song is Tay. T A Y. Just. Tay. Mm-hmm. Oh. And believe it or not, this does not stand for Taylor Swift. This stands actually for Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. So that code, along with the lyric, I miss your tan skin, your sweet smile, mm. led most fans to believe that it was about Taylor. And he has since confirmed that it is about him. Yeah. Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner dated from August to December 2009. And they met on the set of the movie Valentine's Day. So there's December when they broke up. So kind of makes sense. Yeah. Also, Lautner was on stage during the infamous VMAs in 2009 when Kanye interrupted Taylor's acceptance speech. Oh, that's right. He was one of the presenters. Oh. And they had him doing that because they were like rumored to be dating. And the VMAs that year were September 13th, 2009. So the lyric, you held me in your arms that September night, the first time you ever saw me cry wow could be about that moment and like taylor lautner comforting taylor wow yeah and like there's this picture so it all happened obviously we all know what went down it's just so cringeworthy even still to watch it today and he was up there on stage and after it all there's all these pictures of this them having this big hug in this moment and she was so young then too yeah so like the fact that he could be there for her she was only 19 then so no, I'm wrong about that. She was only 20 then. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. It's like her lyrics 
makes so much more sense. Yeah, well, and that's like part of, especially <laughs> Speak Now, I feel like is one of those albums where it was very, it's very easy to draw the line of what the song's about. Like mm. her notes were pretty obvious in it. Yeah. And she was so big at that point too that so much of her life was public, for better or worse, but we all knew what she was doing every second of the day. Sure. Not that she wanted us to. Yeah. What Taylor says about this song is, it addresses a first for me in that I've never apologized in song. The person I wrote this song about deserves this. This is about a person who was incredible to me, just perfect to me in a relationship, and I was really careless with him. Wow. So, like, good for you, Taylor Lautner. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> to have, like, the only song written about a breakup that's actually positive? Well, I would say Holy Ground eventually is one, but yeah. that same person got a negative song mm-hmm. earlier than that. We'll yeah. get to that. Um, yeah, but, like... Good for Taylor Lautner that she has this like such a positive song about her relationship with him, how good he was to her and how she regrets what she did. And I mean, it's like the most ringing endorsement to date Taylor Lautner there could ever be. Sure. (laughs) That he's like a good guy. Yeah. 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 And that's nice, you know? He seems like a nice guy. He does. Devin, what's your favorite line in this song? All right. So my favorite line is, maybe this is wishful thinking. Probably mindless dreaming, but if we loved again, I swear I'd love you right. Mm, that's part of the bridge, that like really, really good bridge. Maybe this is wishful thinking. Yeah, it's so hard. Probably mindless dreaming. Yeah. Oh, so good. And that feeling and that thinking that it could have worked out in a different way, mm-hmm. you know, if she hadn't broken up with him. <laughs> <laughs> if, if she had not, you know, gone a different way, like, it could have ended up differently. Yeah, well, I like that idea just, like, of regret and exploring that idea in a song and her apologizing in the song. I think it's interesting and different. Yeah. What about you? My favorite line is, And I think about summer, all the beautiful times I watched you laughing from the passenger's side and realized I loved you in the fall. I really like this line because I just think it's like a very happy, Mm. beautiful line Mm -hmm. within the song. In this sad, sad song, she's talking about this happy memory of when she realized she loved this person. And I like, you know, we talk about Taylor and Cars all all the time, apparently, laughing from the passenger's side. And then I love the fall. I find it very romantic. I feel like Taylor Swift owns the fall. Yeah, like the fall is her time of year it's her time and i love i realized i loved you in the fall it just is like a very beautiful line to me Mm. yeah there are so many so many lyrics and songs about her being in the passenger seat of a car with somebody and sometimes they're not good drivers sometimes they are good drivers well it's really funny too because and like i'm sure this that this was the case like as she got more and more famous but probably eventually she wasn't driving with those people anymore like she was driving in cars like with drivers most right. likely eventually or she was driving her car. yeah <laughs> yeah she probably has drivers now most likely yeah. i mean i'm not sure what it's like in nashville but i'm sure when she moved to new york which we're a bit of ways from a couple of albums away from there yeah um, okay, Gab, so on a scale of 1 to 10, roses you left there to die. <laughs> Which is just such a great image in the song. <laughs> you gave me roses and I left them there yeah, to die. I left them there to die. <laughs> it's so sad. How many, uh, how many would you give? <laughs> I would give this song, sorry, anyone who loves it, six roses that left there to mm. die. I left there to die. You left there to die. yeah. Well, Taylor leaves them there to die. Yeah. (laughs) Six. 
I like this song. I like the the emotion in it. I like the ballad, the sadness. I like that it's a different song. It's just not one of her best. And I think it's just one of those songs that was very unique at its time, but she's written much better since. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I, I like that it's a song that's very clear. Like, we understand it's about Taylor Lautner. There's not this huge guessing game. Mm-hmm. I like that idea about it. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, I just, seeing it performed, I just found it a little boring. Yeah. I get it. What about you? How many yeah. roses you left there to die do you rate this song? I left four Whoa. roses there to die. Yeah, four. Is this I, your lowest rating yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. I think so. I just don't feel this one, hmm. you know? With A Perfectly Good Heart, it's like super catchy and poppy and like a place in this world, same. But this one... It's kind of forgettable for me. Mm. And also from an album that a lot of the songs, there are so many better ones on the album. And it it is crazy that such a song that was such a hit just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Well, and I think too, especially with uh, Folklore out now, just Mm -hmm. knowing what she's capable of in Mm -hmm. ballads, it just gives it a different frame to look at the song. Yeah. And I mean, you know, comparing this to All Too Well, like... There's just no comparison whatsoever. And that was one album later. Yeah, that's true. You know? Well, even White Horse. Yeah. Is, you know, and that's earlier. Yeah. It's a fine song. And uh, if you love this song, awesome. Like, it it is a great song. Um, Just, you know, not not my fave. Yeah. And share with us, you know, how many roses that you left there to die, you would rate this song. That you would leave there to die. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Keep listening along with us. Um, If you haven't already, please check us out on Instagram at Tay to Z Podcast. Give us your thoughts. We want to know if maybe you love this song. We want to know what you think about the music video. Let Devin know if you agree about his ideas about Gunter's hairstyle Mm -hmm. in the music video. Please. Um, And also, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. The more info you put out there, the more ratings we get, the more other people can find us, which is awesome. And other people then can enjoy Taylor's music. Exactly. And next episode, we'll be covering Bad Blood from 1989. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tate Z. See you next time.